right, so here we are again, uh, picking up to begin our first episode of uh, How to Find the Way. Um, if you listen to the trailer, then you would uh, understand what we're trying to accomplish here. Um, what we're trying to accomplish as a recap is to give you hope, to help you find the way. Um, because if you're in a place of brokenness, desperation, a place where you don't know where to go from here, um, then this message is for you. Um, so uh, I just invite you to listen now um, as I share with you some of the things that, that I've learned uh, through my trials of life and uh, through my walk with Jesus. So, basically, we're all looking for hope. Uh, hope is what all of us, Christians and non-Christians, it's what we're all seeking um, during our times of difficulty. You know, 1 Corinthians uh, 2, 12 through 16 says, Now we have received not the spirit of the world, but the spirit who is from God. And we impart this in words not taught by human wisdom, but taught by the Spirit, interpreting spiritual truths to those who are spiritual. The natural person does not accept the things of the Spirit of God, for they are folly to him, and he is not able to understand them because they are spiritually discerned. The spiritual person judges all things, but himself is to be judged by no one. For who has understood the mind of the Lord so as to instruct him? but we have the mind of Christ. And, you know, that passage is um, telling us that uh, for those who have received Christ and His Spirit in us, um, we're not ruled by the world anymore. We're not taught to love the things of the world anymore. Um, but the natural person who doesn't know Jesus, um, they don't accept the things of God. The things that are good and truthful and righteous, the, the Word says they're folly to Him, uh, and they can't understand them. Um, that's, you know, I meet a lot of people who, um, you know, they say they don't believe in God because they don't understand the Bible, and that makes no sense to them. And, um, you know, that's, that's one of the reasons why, is because they don't have the Spirit of God in them, which leads them to understand the Bible. And so it's uh, believers who are to share their faith because faith cometh by hearing and hearing by the Word of God. Um, we're to share our faith with those who don't know Jesus and help them to gain understanding of the work that Jesus did. Um, yeah, so, you know, a natural-born sinner does not understand the ways of God. They're dead in their sins, as the scripture says. Ephesians 2.11 says, And you were dead in the trespasses of sins. And that goes for all mankind. All of us who are ever born are born into sin. Um, you know, as a broken man, um, I needed help and I wanted help. I wanted to stop drinking and um, the drugs. I wanted to know how to stop you know at the end of the day I just wanted to know how to stop because I tried on 
by, on my own, and I never could achieve it. I might achieve it for a day or two, but, you know, I was obsessively thinking about it. Um, and so I might as well just been doing it, <laughs> you know, because that's all my mind would think about. Um, you know, I, I, I sought biblical help from the church, the counselors that were there, and um, they didn't really want to help me. It's like they were scared to help me. Um, they were scared of the, the legal things, that ramifications that could come from dealing with someone who's caught up in alcoholism and addiction. Um, you know, and today I think that's absurd. I think that it's heart-wrenching to know that the body of Christ is not able or even willing to help the fellow believers who have fallen and need help. Um, if they can't help the believer, how are they going to help the non-believer? Um, that's not the testimony that Jesus wants uh, for his people. Um, we all need Jesus, and we all need his help. You know, John 3, 16, as a lot of people know, but 16 and 17, I think 17 is an awesome verse in itself. But, you know, for God so loved the world that he gave his only son, that whoever believes in him should not perish, but have eternal life. And 17, for God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but in order that the world might be saved through him. For whoever believes in him is not condemned, but whoever does not believe is condemned already because he has not believed in the name of the only Son of God. Yeah, a lot of us um, have a misunderstanding of Jesus. Um, and again, that falls back to what I read earlier in Corinthians, because we don't have the Spirit of God in us to help us understand. Um, but Jesus didn't come into the world to condemn it, you know, to place... Um, things upon us, these burdens upon us. We bring these burdens upon ourselves as we live our life because remember, we are born into sin. Uh, and as Ephesians said, we're dead in our trespasses and sins. So we're spiritually not even alive. And I know that sounds weird to a lot of you, but that's the truth. Um, we're physically alive, but we ha you have no spiritual life. When we're walking in our own ways and seeking our own pleasures and, and not walking with God as Jesus as being Lord of our lives, then we're seeking self-pleasure and we're um, not accepting the gift of Jesus. Um, you know, Jesus didn't just come as a sacrifice for sin so that we could have eternal life in heaven. And that he did do, but he came that we might have communion with him, that we might be in relationship with him, um, to live our lives daily with him. And, um, you know, that is the purpose, um, that we might have life, life everlasting, life on this earth, true life, spiritual life. You see, as I said earlier, both the Christian and the non-Christian, they're needing and, and we're wanting hope. 
the answer to your problem and your problems that exist before you, it's, it's clear. The answer is Jesus. And uh, a lot of us fight that answer because, number one, it sounds too simple. <laughs> number two, it's like, no way, I can't be. But at the end of the day, his words are clear and true, that he is the way, the truth, and the life. You know, when I first went into rehab and all, I wanted to know, how do you, how do you quit? How do, how do I stop? And what I learned over a course of time, that the whole problem is me. <laughs> yeah, the problem is me. My selfishness, my desire to uh, please myself all my life. You know, Romans 8, 5 says that those who are motivated by the flesh only pursue what benefits themselves. But those who live by the impulse of the Holy Spirit are motivated to pursue spiritual realities. So, <laughs> when we're living in the flesh, then we only pursue what benefits ourselves. But when we accept Jesus as Lord of our life and we walk in the Spirit of God, our impulses are changed to do the things that He wants us to do. Um, you know, so if your problem is you, you have to take the focus off of you and put it on someone else. And if you're going to put that focus somewhere else, I highly suggest you put it on the only one who can truly help you, and that is Jesus. Um, you know, I ask you, if you're in this place of darkness, have you been on your knees? Have you hit your knees? Because I'm going to tell you, I was told early on in, in sobriety to, to hit my knees. And I, at first, kind of shrugged it off, like, yeah, okay. But when I did, there was something powerful that took place there. That the love of God just fell upon me because I humbled myself before him by hitting my knees. And so I just suggest that to you, if you're in this place, that you may find you a place, a quiet place, and hit your knees before God Almighty. You know, so the truth is I had to recover my spiritual connection with God. And that's what we all have to do. And I can't recover it on my own. Neither can you. The Bible, it is truth. And, and the things it tells us really works. The things that are in it, are they're not watered down. Like man, you know, the words of man, they may take scriptures and use them. And at times they get watered down. Uh, we only want people to hear the good parts of things and not the bad parts of things. And, you know, that's not truth. Truth is good and bad. You have to have them both. Um, and the truth is, if you don't find Jesus along this desperate path that you're on, this dark place, then all is in vain. You'll never be truly healed of your addictions, your alcoholism, um, your overspending, whatever it is that uh, you have made an idol in your life. Um, you'll never be able to overcome it without Jesus. 
You know, we were made by our Creator to glorify and worship Him and Him only. But we're think, we think that we're just here to live for ourselves and to have the best time we can while we're here to the best of our ability and have as much fun as we want along the way. And I'm here to tell you those are lies. That's a lie of the enemy. We are here to have fun, but we're here to have fun as we glorify and worship Him. You are not your own. You were not created for yourself. You were created for Him and by Him. And so if you're created for Him, the question I have for you is, why don't you give your life back to Him? Psalm 86, 9 says, we are created to glorify God. We were created for His pleasure. Romans 11:36, for from Him and through Him and to Him are all things. To Him be glory forever. Amen. You know, in Genesis 1:27, we're reminded that God created man in His own image. In the image of God, He created him, male and female. He created them. You know, God created us in His image, and, and so that means we have a spirit like Him because God is spirit. John 4:24 tells us that God is spirit, and those who worship Him must worship in spirit and truth. So we have the spirit that's within us, and um, that is what makes us different from all His other creation. You know, animals and um, trees and so forth. We have a spirit and they do not. And he gave us a spirit like him so that we could worship him. You know, we're created for him, to walk with him, to talk with him, to enjoy his presence. We're not created to just live and die or to live your best life now. We're created to have a relationship with God. But when we're in sin, we cannot be in relationship with Him. <laughs> it's only by the shed blood of Jesus and our trust in that work that He did for us that we are able to walk and talk with Him and be in His presence. So, you know, when I went away on my own, following the pleasures of myself, drugs and alcohol, and what I wanted out of life, you know, I just wanted to, um, be happy and carefree um, and so you know I had left my walk with God behind I wanted my own path of life and I made my choice and for you listening who are caught up in alcoholism and addictions it is a choice to do the things you're doing at the end of the day you know I, I never really I didn't realize that until later on in sobriety that the things I had been doing were a choice and I know that sounds simple, like, you didn't know? No, I didn't know. I really thought in order for me to have fun and be who I am, I had to do these things. And then I thought everybody else did the same thing. You know, everybody else, they drink, they carry on, have a good time. If you don't do it, you're weird. <laughs> but I'm here to tell you, um, that's not the case. That's a lie of the enemy to help keep us in that repetitive pattern. But that place for me almost led me to death. Um, so as we begin now, um, I want to 
teach you on how to overcome these things to find the way. Um, so let me begin to show you um, basically the, the first step that God requires to become whole again. You know, I don't really like terming them as steps, um, like Alcoholics Anonymous and NA does. You know, they have 12-step system. And, um, but God does give us instruction and for reproof and, and correction. And so, you know, we'll call them steps for now. Um, you know, God's requirement, for, as we'll call it step one, his requirement is to be is to come to a place of surrender, a place while we're in a brokenness. Um, we we'll, we come to Him like I was talking earlier and hit our knees and humble ourselves and um, a place that we realize that we have sinned against Him. We've done wrong against God. We've gone our own way. We've not lived our life according to His design. Um, we, we have to come to a place where we see we can't do this on our own strength anymore. And we ask Him for His help. We recognize that we have nowhere else to turn. We see that where our sins of uh, drugs and alcoholism, or whatever it may be for you, that has brought us to a place that we never even thought we would be in our lives. We recognize that we need Him. It's, and it's pretty much that simple um, for the step one. You have to realize that He is the only way to live your life and be free of all these problems. Um, the news that you need to hear is this. Jesus says to come to Him and He will give you rest. He will take your despair and hopefulness and turn it into a time of healing for you. You're hurting physically and spiritually today, and today is the day that Jesus calls you to come. You must do that part in order to begin the first step. Psalm 142.1, with my voice I cry out to the Lord. With my voice I plead for mercy to the Lord. Yeah, since we're at this place of hopelessness and brokenness, you know, we're accepting that we're defeated and we cannot go another day living like this. And there is a better way. So I offer you Jesus. He offers himself to you. He's already done the work that maybe you have been trying to do on your own. And all he asks of you is to come to him and surrender. To surrender basically means to cease resisting, to yield to the power, the control, or the possession, and give it to another. Yeah, you've tried this on your own already, I know. And trusting in the drugs and alcohol, look where it's gotten you. So Jesus gives us the full rest that you're desiring. Um, so we acknowledge our need for help before God and others. 
you know, you have to have help from other people um, along the way as well. God places people in our lives to help us, but you have to seek out that help. Um, you know, you recognize you're in trouble when you've cried out to God. And, um, you know, Psalm 121 2 says, My help comes from the Lord who made heaven and earth. You know, David in the Bible, he, he pleaded with God as he was being chased by King Saul. King Saul was wanting to kill him. And he cried out to God for help. In Psalm 22, 19, he said, But you, O Lord, do not be far off. O you, my help, come quickly to my aid. You know, and God always rescued David. Um, and he always rescues us, his children. Um, his plan is not to bring you to this earth and let you go about aimlessly on your own and his plan is to call you beloved and to love you plans to prosper you he says you know maybe you've tried other things to quit doing what you're doing with drugs and alcohol or other addictions you may be bound under maybe you've prayed for help um, but did you humble yourself when you did that? Did you come broken to him? Have you cried out to him for his help with the understanding that his way is the only way? The only true help is him. The only true hope to get out of this place you're in. You may say, what does Jesus have to do with me drinking or using drugs? Well, he has everything to do with it. Because as I said before, he's your creator and you're made in his image and you have a spirit and it will worship. Your spirit will worship something. You will either worship God or you will worship yourself or you will worship um, your drugs, your alcohol, your pornography. Those things that you obsess about, you think about. You're giving honor to those things by obsessing over them. That is worship. Um, you know, he was delighted when he made you. He has and he does love you more than anyone ever could. He said, you know, in John 14, 6, that I am the way, the truth, and the life, and no one comes to the Father through except through me. And I think that's important that you understand the only way to God is through Jesus. You may even feel dead inside today, but Jesus is the life. And I ask you to come to him. He promises to give you life, life today, life for eternity to come. That true life will begin with him. He'll give you a life of peace, a life worth living. You may not see this now, but I promise it is possible and it will happen if you do these things. So to end this step, this first step, you recognize your hopelessness, your brokenness, and you see your need for Jesus as the Son of God who died for your sins. Sins of yesterday and sins of today and sins of tomorrow. <laughs> Believe that he paid for those wages of sin, which is death, and that he rose from the dead, defeating death, and is alive today. You know, the Bible says, believe and confess 
and you do this to him, by which you will be given a process of a new life. And I'll end on John 12, 42 through 49. And Jesus cried out and said, Whoever believes in me, believes not in me, but in him who sent me. And whoever sees me, sees him who sent me. I have come into the world as light, so that whoever believes in me may not remain in darkness. If anyone hears my words and does not keep them, I do not judge them. I do not judge him, for I did not come to judge the world, but to save the world. The one who rejects me and does not receive my words has a judge. The word that I have spoken will judge him on that last day. I have not spoken on my own authority, but the Father who sent me has himself given me a commandment, what to say and what to speak. And I know that his commandment is eternal life. What I say, therefore, I say as the Father has told me. So, as we end today, understand that Jesus came to save you. Jesus came to help you in this time of despair, to pull you out of this pit of mire. His hand reaches out to you today. And he and I as well, I, I just ask you to humble yourself before him today and to devote your life to him, the life that was given to you to glorify him. I ask that you give it back to him today. And, um, and then we'll begin our second episode uh, in the coming days or week. And we'll continue with, uh, as we'll call it, step two for uh, moving forward from here. I hope you enjoyed this today and uh, I pray it blesses you. Thanks for listening, guys.